Not many people can boast of having stepped foot on every single one of the seven continents. But Peter and Jane Obernesser certainly can. The married couple has traveled far and wide in their 58 years of marriage, constantly seeking adventure and always open to new things. I sat down with them to get an inside look at their travels and to get some helpful travel tips, advice, and wisdom directly from these experienced world travelers. Hello! So thank you for joining me today for agreeing to answer all of my questions regarding your travels. Um, What sparked your desire to travel? Like, had it always been a desire? Did it develop over time? What was your first trip that really like made you want to go? Go for it. Uh, your grandmother and I were educated in Canada. So we spent four years in, in kind of the time frame. You are formative, formative years of developing your, your own worldview, looking at the U.S. from a different perspective. <clears throat> so that probably started at Mary. And then... Uh, when I went in the Marine Corps, I traveled all through the Caribbean, all through the Mediterranean, um, a fair amount through Europe. Um, so that's where it all started. And anytime you start traveling, you just realize what a big world you have and, and uh, you want to try to explore as much as, it, as you can. I think I've been to about 54 countries. Uh, many of them with your grandmother when we started traveling after we got our kids basically out of the house. So that's where it started. So what was the first major trip that you and Jane took? My law partner and I at the time, Phil Vaglia, uh, he and his wife, Carmela and, and uh, your grandmother and I decided it'd be a great idea to, to take the Concord trip. So we flew from here to London. Um, Flew from London to Venice, hopped a ship in Venice, and went uh, all through the Mediterranean. Basically, many of the ports that I had been on as a Marine, although in much more luxurious conditions than a Marine transport ship. So we, we went to uh, Malta, uh, Israel, Greece, um, Naples, uh, Cyprus, Crete, went all through the Mediterranean area. So that, that was maybe the first big trip that we did as a couple. Any, anytime you travel or go anywhere, I, I don't care if you go over the border to Mexico, you're, <laughs> you're interacting with another culture, another way of life, another way of looking at the world. Right. And so you've got any curiosity, you want to keep experiencing that. So. Graham and I have been to all seven continents. Uh, we've been all through Europe. We've been to China, uh, Japan, half a dozen countries in Africa, another half a dozen countries in South uh, America, a couple in Central America. So we've moved around quite a bit there. Do you have a favorite trip? Antarctica is my favorite. It uh, can be dangerous, certainly uncomfortable. Uh, trip, but then you get to the other side of it. You you explore the the uh, the uh, Antarctic Peninsula, the big piece of Antarctica that juts up toward Argentina. Um, icebergs by the tens of thousands, penguins by the hundreds of thousands, um, whales, seals, sea lions all kinds of wildlife, uh, beautiful ice formations, 
incredibly uh, beautiful mountains and bays. We, you, we actually swam in the uh, Antarctic Ocean at one of the stops. Now, at this point, I had an idea in my head that travel was all glitz and glamour, that these amazing trips Peter and Jane had been on must have spurred a desire to travel forever and never to return home. But I learned a very different lesson when I asked them about what their travels had taught them. Peter and Jane explained how blessed they felt to live in America after seeing so much poverty throughout the world. So what has traveling taught you guys? What are the primary lessons that you've learned through your global travels? I guess to appreciate the fact that we live where we live. You know, we live in a country where um, women especially have a lot more rights than a lot of other places. Um, we have a lot of freedoms. Um, we are a very welcoming country and um, when you when you read the newspaper you read about other countries that don't like other minorities and other cultures to be there france for example is having a lot of trouble with muslims and so i, I think we are a very welcoming a country and we're very blessed to live here you go to africa you, you learn what it's like to be in a minority as a white person yeah, wow. Because everybody you deal with is black, and they're in charge. They're the cops. They're the people that own and operate companies and hotels you stay in, and it gives you a very um, different uh, outlook on what it what it must like be like to be a minority black or brown person, Asian person here in, in our country. And not only that, Mary, the, the role of women um, in so many countries is so different. You know, we're allowed to drive. Um, we, would, we would see some African women walking behind some man and they would have a, a gigantic bundle of sticks that they were carrying. The man was walking ahead. He didn't do it. Um, the women in Kenya would would be the first ones out in the morning to pick up the dung from the cows and they would take it in their hands and they would make um they plaster. would make their houses they, they it would was, use it to plaster their houses yeah and these little kids that have got um flies all over them you know in their eyes and their noses are running i mean the the way children are um are not treated but the way the children the way the medical um, community here in this country is so much better than other places. The water that, you know, we have to, when we go into a hotel, we have to have bottled water. We can't drink the local water in a lot of cases. We have to wash vegetables. Um, you know, you've heard of Montezuma's Revenge where people get really sick. So we're really lucky in so many ways that we have, um, we have clean water, we've got uh, clean air, we've got um, good medicine. It sounds like the trips to like the third world countries have really impacted like your mindset. Yeah, a couple of things, the, the poorer the country, the happier the people. The, the richer the country, the, the obverse seems to be true. Yeah, we've learned a lot by traveling to uh, Mexico and Peru and, and uh, parts of Argentina and 
all through the African countries we visited. In China, we, we were there in 87, 88, uh, before the Chinese people um, uh, adopted a capitalist approach before people had money, had cars. Uh, the poverty in, in most of these countries is, is amazing to us. Um, we went to Armenia uh, with friends and the, the depth of the poverty there is just like mind boggling. So you come back to this country and, and you realize how rich we are and what excess we have with material things and how consumed we are with money and property that the rest of the world can't even conceive of having. People would say to us, um, you know, that when you talk about having a closet, you know, with clothes in it, they can't, they cannot even, they cannot um, even conceptualize what a closet is. We would walk through their villages, you know, and, and some, of, some of the villages had never seen a camel before. Never uh, seen a white person. Yeah. And they would, they would come and they would stare, or if they were brave enough, they would, you know, walk along with you and hold your hand. And they're always smiling. And sometimes, um, you know, they let you hold their babies if they, they were always excited to have you see their babies. And they would bring them out to the road and, you know, you could talk to them. And it was just, it was neat. The thing I was so interested in any country that I went into was to look at the schools. You know, having, having been a teacher, it was always neat to see um, the different schools. It was overwhelming to even imagine the countless number of adventures these two remarkable people have had together. As an aspiring world traveler myself, I thought I'd try my luck and ask for some advice when it comes to leaving home and exploring the world. Their answers, as always, didn't disappoint, and I think their tips will come in handy. You guys are clearly travel veterans, no doubt. So I guess one of my final questions would be, is there anything like you would want to tell young travelers like who have the similar curiosity you were talking about, the same travel bug to know more and do more and be more um, globally? Like what would you want to tell those people? I would, I would suggest to young people that they learn another language. I would suggest they just go and try it. Just go. You know, every, every one of our grandkids, what are we taking, like 10 out of the 10 out of the 14 so far, everybody that's traveled, it's just ignited in them an interest and a desire to go to new places, experience different cultures, be open to the world, be more tolerant, be more understanding. Uh, something like 80% of Americans never even apply for a passport, Mary. So be one of those 20%, just go somewhere, start someplace and build on it. If you had to condense it down to like three tips, like when you're actually traveling, like take like travel methods, like dealing with people, going through customs, all that kind of stuff, like condensed into three tips, travel tips, between the two of your brains, what would you say? First, I think if you, if you can, I would read up on the country you're going to for sure. I just decipher languages when I get there, Mayor, whether it's <laughs> Russian or Latvian or Lithuanian. But be open-minded. Uh, do as the Romans do. Dive into the other uh, person's culture. Eat their food. Yeah, eat their food. Don't, don't go to any McDonald's no. or 
Kentucky Fried Chicken, when you travel, you got to eat the, the food of the country you're in. If there's anything else you'd like to add, now is the time. Just understand that as Americans, we don't know everything. We're a small part of the world. Uh, we shouldn't try to impose our way of life on other people. We should be open and tolerant and understanding to the fact that the world is a big place and we're just a small part of it. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this extraordinary conversation I got to have with the Overnessers. Uh, I just hope you learned as much as I did. And remember, we don't know everything. We're all truly just little fish in a very big pond. So just like Pete and Jane, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and explore something new. Thanks, guys.